Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you for the first official Arcade Cozy of 2023. Yeah, you yeah. heard it right. We've um we've recorded them in 2023, physically, um, temporally, but this is the first one where we've been past the the weights of the 2022 gaming heavy hitter heavyweights and now we're moving forward just looking look, looking to the future how's yeah, it feel I'm, i mean <laughs> it's honestly it's been pretty freeing i think as soon as like i would say a week before goaty right around when we did our our favorite games of the year that didn't come out this year Yep. I kind of like wrapped up everything outside of Chained Echoes. Um, and it was nice to really just be like, okay, I have like really like six weeks until we're going to record like um, a topic for a new game. Um, yep. Sp- yep. Spoilers. We are most likely covering Fire Emblem Engage next week. No yeah. promises, but like 90% sure. Yeah. So, but with that, I've had like six weeks to kind of play whatever I want, and it's been a pretty solid six weeks, Chris. I have very much enjoyed it. Yeah, there's, I think, a like, there's an urge. I mean, granted, I feel like the large subset of like a gaming populace, like they don't really hold themselves to this, but it definitely is one of those things where, especially if you're kind of tuned into a lot of the, um gamer sphere you have like a sense of like okay there's a hard stop at the start and end of a year and you play stuff within that year and it counts and then if you play it outside of that year it doesn't count (laughs) yeah and there's something like there's something kind of like in a way kind of disheartening because like you know one game specifically that i'm going to talk about later legitimately like had i played it uh when we had our goody discussion I can assure you would have been in my top three. Like I can oh, tell crap. you. Yeah. Oh. Like hands down. And so Those like there are blasphemous statements, Chris. <laughs> you and so like it's it's easy to to kind of like look at it and be like, well then what was the point? But you know, the point was I had a good time with the game. And that's the that's the fun. <laughs> so like that is partially partially been playing some of that, been playing some some older stuff too. And, you know, at this point, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to get it done before Fire Emblem Engage, but I'm well on my way to have, having finished four whole ass games. Jeez. Uh, yeah, between, uh, between in the 2023 and now. So look at that, everybody. Wow. Beep, 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 beep. Look I wish at I had you, my man. clapping queued up. I don't. Say, I mean, you can go back. You can do it in the post post production. Just yeah, go yeah. insert it. Yeah, what, yeah. What's our timestamp? Five five forty two five forty three. Just yeah. Just that down. Here it comes. All right, there you go. You enjoyed it. Maybe I'll put like a I don't know like a badger or something. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, Corey. Um, yeah, we plenty of stuff's going to be coming out the pipe here. I mean, like Persona games i think came out today already um, golden or re-releases of persona games came out today yeah um fire emblem get i bought golden what have you played it yet no i was uh we'll get into it later i was busy finishing (laughs) a game (laughs) um 
Yeah, I thought it was much well, closer than I was, though. Okay, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, well, let's get started. Corey, what, um, what's something you want to talk about? Lead us off. Let's just go out, go ahead and knock out Chained Echoes because okay. I finished this like an hour and a half ago, yep. maybe less than that. Yep. Um, and so I thought that the I thought I was much closer to finishing than I was when I bought Golden this morning, and turns out I had a lot, not a lot more left, but enough left where I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to get to that today. Yep. Um, but Chained Echoes, yeah, wrapped it up. Um, I had like a like a meltdown I would get, I would say like two or three days ago with yeah. you, maybe yeah. a little bit more um, <laughs> with this game, because um, I just had a breaking point with its difficulty. Cause the, there was like a, a host of factors I think we're playing into. I was just focusing on like the main story. I was focusing, I wasn't like buying tons of new gear. Um, there were, and I'm trying to think, maybe I just like wasn't pull, like doing the combat properly to where I was just like, I would die five to 10 times to like the basic enemies. And it would yeah. be like, I am fighting for my freaking life, just trying to like take them down. Um, and I, for a brief moment earlier in the game, I moved it to like, a easier difficulty and found I was just melting things like butter. And I'm like, well, this doesn't offer any challenge. So I went back and I eventually hit the brick wall and I eventually just caved and moved. I adjusted one thing to easy and kept everything else at normal and flew through the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I thought it was very good. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that doing that helped me a ton. Yeah. Doing like it's kind of it removed the challenge. But again, I'd gotten to the point in the game where it was just like. I felt like I was just going numb and I'm like, do I just put this down like um, like have I gotten what I can get out of it? And the answer was no. Um, so that move to adjusting to easier was definitely correct. So, yeah. Before we get more into Chain Echoes, just know playing on easy is a very valid way of playing people. Yeah. Uh, and and to the I mean to the game's credit, like they're I mean it it isn't like incredibly robust, but it like it it has a pretty decent like accessibility option where it's like it's not even just oh it's easy or medium or you know, whatever. It you can tune it to where it's like, okay, my health stays the same, but like enemies are less aggressive or like they're st- and so like you can tune it in in specific ways to kind of like approach some of that differently as opposed to it just being a flat curve you know um so it yeah. is the plus yeah i just dropped enemy stats to low kept overdrive on normal and aggression on normal um and it offered still like a much easier time but a good like balance because the I it's chained echoes is one of the few games where I feel like it's just made known like just looking into like the system like no it intentionally tries to like take down 
your party members who are low on health. That's what the aggression yeah. stat is. And it, that was kind of a refreshing thing about Chain Echoes. Just all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you, like, you want to keep your people healthy. Otherwise, like the game's just going to knock them out. Yeah. Um, which feels like a thing a lot of games do, but just never say. And yeah. I appreciate that Chain Echoes said it with their chest. Yeah. But... Yeah. All around Chain Echoes, I thought, after I had my mini meltdown, um, great final run to the game. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think the ending, um, they left the door open for like a sequel, for sure. Yeah. Um, Don't know if there will be one. It could just be like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, But I thought it tied it up pretty, pretty nicely. Um, I think all around had i don't know how we're going to count chain echoes either because it came out 2022 but came out so close to the end like is this a 2023 goatee contender like we're like what what where does this fall you know what i mean i Um, i counted it on my top 10 like it it landed in my honorable mentions category um like i i had it and that was the thing was like i ultimately and I've talked about it, I'm sure, a little bit whenever pre some of our big end of the year discussions, because I finished it, I, I think, like right after Christmas um, yeah. before New Year's. So it was kind of in that window. Um, and like I ultimately kind of like cooled on it, I think, by the end, because, you know, some of some of that stuff does kind of wear on you. Like there is a I think there is something kind of freeing to the fact that, like, you know, in Chain Echoes, for instance, there's no. There's no experience like you're not no. going into battle and earning experience and leveling up. And so therefore there is no grinding. And yep. like that can be kind of a freeing thing because it's like, OK, like I know if I'm going into this fight, like I am not going to be under leveled, quote unquote. But the disappointing thing is if you were getting like your teeth kicked in, you're like, there's nothing I can really do. Yeah, that was me. I'm like, what, what am I, I supposed just, to do right now? Right. Other than just like hope the turn order lines up favorably for me early to where I can get enough buffs and debuffs into where I'm like, okay, I'm on like a better playing field and I have both healers going and it it was, it was a tangle of a mess for a hot minute. And there were, and I didn't run into like as frustrating issues as I think you did, but I mean, there were times legitimately where it was like, okay, I just got to go into this fight and hope that like, they attack this person that like I can get to this turn that I can do this thing yes, to kind yeah. of like help myself or else I'm going to be screwed and I'm just going to have to go back. And, you know, and JRPGs just, I mean, it's all, it's all a numbers game. It's a, you know, they're, they all have their stuff, but like, I think also too, like the story, I was a lit, I was hotter on the story at the beginning than I was on the end. And so for me, like the entire arc of it kind of was a little bit of a downturn toward the end. I still enjoyed it a lot. I still like for a while considered it being on my top 10, like on the lower portion. Um, but I think ultimately like there was just other stuff went out and it wasn't, yep. thing. but you know, um, deep cut for arcade cozy listeners. If you remember, uh, Corey included, uh, Yakuza like a dragon on last year's goatee, even though that game came out like four years ago. Um, Uh, No, no, it it came out like, (laughs) it came out that year. 
PS5. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. If you wanna, if 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 it is in the conversation come the end of 2023, Corey, feel free. Feel, I, feel I, free. I, I doubt it will, honestly, because it's one of those things where like I really enjoyed it um, when I wasn't beating my head in. Uh, I did think it had a really good narrative. I thought the art style was great. Soundtrack, yep. music, phenomenal. Um, I th- Again, the story was really good. I think the combat, once I like, lowered it down and was melting people like butter, um, but like the different systems and the way you can debuff or put a status effect on a character and then take advantage of it, XYZ. Um, its mechanics are really good. I think it just has a really bad balancing problem. Um, I think that's like my biggest critique is like it is not very well balanced at all. Um, and that goes into like there is no experience. You are working with what you have at the moment. And sometimes that isn't enough if you haven't been taking care of your equipment or if you are just if you've been choosing the wrong things when you do have your moments to gain new abilities or quote unquote bump your stats when you do technically level up. Um, but still, enjoyed my time with it. Um, if you are a JRPG fan, I do, and you haven't checked it out, it probably is worth checking out, especially at its price point. Um, it's a very good game. Um, yeah. Just like as you're going through, if you're ever kind of grinding up against that brick wall, uh, don't be afraid to just drop it down for a little bit and then make sure your equipment's like topped out or like reset your stats and maybe like go from there. Yeah. Um, but Chain Echoes, you know, very good. I'm glad I played it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, the game, I think I, gosh, okay. I, I think I'm, as I'm starting to think from what I've been playing since chain, Deck, <laughs> like, I think I have yeah. a little bit more, um, brief, briefly on two, because I know that I mentioned one, um, but I did play Stanley parable, um, right after I finished. Chain oh. Um, I did play through this because I wanted to play the, ultra deluxe version kind of for our goody discussions obviously that didn't come up um obviously you know it didn't hit on to my top tens but i think partially so stanley parable for anybody who's unaware is a game that came out like 10 years ago it's this whole like meta narrative on gaming um it's super clever has like that portal humor and stuff very like british um, and earlier in 2022, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition came out and it was, you know, supposed to be like, it was supposed to be a, like, it was the first op- or it was the first time that it was going to be on consoles, but it also had like new content and stuff in it. And so, you know, there's, um, I won't like spoil exactly what kind of happens in that, but essentially like it does, like it is very clear what is new content what is old content, how it kind of weaves in together. And I thought the game was incredibly brilliant. The only reason that it didn't end up making our conversation for the goatee is because like it ultimately, like I played it for about, I played it for an evening, maybe like two, three hours. And there wasn't other than just kind of like going through other little kind of like snippets and little small narratives. There wasn't a ton there for me like it it did ultimately kind of feel like it was you were going through these like small scenarios because i probably in that time saw like eight or nine different endings like 
the okay. game's extremely short and there's a lot of there are a lot of different endings that you can hit and they're all incredibly brilliant but at the end of it it's kind of like okay is this is this even a game and there is some sort of like almost kind of again narrative to it where it's yeah. like in a way not and in a way yes and like what is a game and just like all of this kind of stuff and i think so i say all that to say stanley parable also ultra deluxe very brilliant like especially if you were a gamer gamer like play it there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff in there that really comments like on your predispositions as a gamer like the choices you're making um but just be aware you know it's like on consoles i think it's like 25 dollars. ultimately like you know it's know what you're getting into it's probably like if you want to see everything Sure, it's probably eight to ten hours content. If you're going to like see to the point that I was, I was kind of like, okay, I've seen enough. It may only take you like a couple of hours, so just be aware of that going in. But also, really cool, really neat thing. Um, probably like had I played it ten years ago, whenever it first came out, probably would have been you know one of my favorite games of all time. It's just you know really smart, just right. has that whole vibe to it. Um. After that, I played uh, Dark Souls Remastered, the nice. first one, which also I think I also mentions on here whenever we were having our goatee discussion because I think I did bring up specifically like how um, how far from software has come between yeah. <laughs> Dark Souls Remastered to Elden Ring, and and yeah, it legitimately is a thing. Like Dark Souls, um, I I played it through. If you listen to our uh, one year anniversary thing we kind of like outlined games that we were gonna kind of like play this year um games that kind of made us quote unquote and i selected dark souls remastered partially because like souls games i think's really influenced me and ironically Mm -hmm. i've never played the first dark souls having played all of the other ones um so now i have i have played it and part of that game really holds true has like some really solid boss fights part of that game is complete ass and it has some of the worst not not even just like in the game like oh this is bad like some of the worst boss fights i've ever played in a game ever <laughs> just terrible um specifically um if you're listening to this you know what i'm talking about bed of chaos worst worst thing i've ever even seen on the screen i will i will just shout that from the rooftops um yeah, it's it's very and I mean that's the thing is like one of the things that From Software has done and I think really gotten a handle on is like making their bosses making what you were learning through the game relevant to the bosses that you're fighting where you know like in Sekiro you learn like one of the big things in the game is like or okay, a better comparison like Bloodborne. You know, one of the right. biggest things in Bloodborne that you have to kind of learn to stay in Bloodborne is their whole like gun parry system and you kind of start picking up on that but then you hit a wall with a boss who effectively requires you to use that gun parry system and it's a it's essentially a wall that is requiring you to use this skill to progress further it's not like a random thing that you never use it's just it is a part of the game that you have to kind of like learn get down and move forward and the first Dark Souls, it definitely felt like there were times where it was like, okay, here is a boss that is 
that essentially is requiring you to parry, like to beat him. And nothing else in the game has ever required you to parry. So all of a sudden, at this boss, you're having to teach yourself how to parry. And then you're not going to use it again because nobody else does. Or like, here's a boss that has no, who is requiring you to do things that have nothing to do with any of the rest of the game. You know, stuff like that. Um, They've gotten so much better at that. And so like the further along you get into from software games, the the more I feel like boss fights get rewarding and reward you for your skill. So I think it's like, it's not a knock against Dark Souls. Dark Souls came out 10 plus years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a, it's a good reflection of how far they've come. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, had, had fun with it. It was good. I'm glad I played it. <laughs> but, <Nice. laughs> um, yeah, I'll, um, and then I played uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, played it you third. did. Yeah, you um, did. Start to finish everything. I did it. Um, no, I, um, played it. I, I was kind of like back and forth. I was like, ah, don't want to play this now. When do I want to play this? And it just kind of like fit right in. I wanted to play it. You had not had a good time with it. Um, I wouldn't say I didn't have a good time with it. I think it was more of just, it failed to capture my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started playing it and I think like I was, Basically, across the entire journey, I was very split because, like, um, on the one hand, there are elements of it that remind me of games like Deus Ex and things like that that I really enjoy. And there are elements of some of that, like, immersive sim type thing where you have, like, all of these decisions at your disposal. You can do all these kind of things. Um, And so there's some elements of that where I'm seeing those glimpses and I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Like I, I'm into this. I can, I can see where you're going, but I think one of the big things that like, cause like the Witcher, one of the big things that the Witcher I think does really well is that the Witcher, all of, all of so much of like the big conflict and the smaller conflicts kind of pass and weave with each other. So like, yes. you yeah. know, Geralt is going about his, you know, he's, he's going into you know, the Barons kind of area. He's going to Skellige. He's doing these things. And, like, the main quest is weaving into, like, the social politics of what's happening in this area. You're kind of, like, passing in between, like, okay, now I'm in this big town, I'm running it, and I'm seeing these conflicts kind of playing out, and then I'm going over here, and it has something to do with this still bigger, greater conflict. And it felt like, whether or not I was doing main quest or side quest, like, what I was doing was relevant in the arc of everything that was going on, even if it wasn't moving like the, f- the main quest forward to find in the case of like the Witcher three, like go find Siri, you know, and, and yeah. like, and I didn't feel that with cyberpunk because it felt very much like every main quest was just kind of like dipping me into some like suburb Uh, or like some like some neighborhood of night city and then pulling me out before I had any investment in what was going on there. Mm -hmm. Like namely, I I think one of the more interesting faction groups is like the voodoo boys you meet in Pacifica and they're um, like Haitian immigrants 
who mm-hmm. are very like technologically savvy and they and they're like glimpses that okay they like they're trying to create their own independent network and they're trying to like really kind of just separate themselves out and make yeah. Pacific their place and you kind of do this thing for them you see some of that and then you're just out of it and yeah there's there's side content there that i think can kind of get you involved but the game does not pass you by pacifica again like after that point you just kind of dip in and you're out and the game gives you no reason to go back it doesn't pull you back it doesn't crossroads with anything that would like invite you back it just hopes that okay well you wanted to learn more about them right and same thing with all of these other suburbs like you're there are plenty where it's just like i would drive into a new neighborhood and i would get a phone call from some fixer who would like have a personality and i think there was the incentive that's like oh uh, i want to meet this guy i want to learn more about them but there was no like inciting kind of thing to get me involved with them so it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of reliance on my part to go out and like seek these things and maybe it was my fault like may- maybe i'm looking at these things and i should be more interested in going off and doing these things and like i did some of the side stuff like there are a couple of side characters there's pan am who's a nomad in the story there's judy um, who's one of the earlier characters that you mean? Mm-hmm. Like they have really interesting side content that I wanted to see through and did. Um, but some of the other stuff, it was just like, well, I mean, I don't really care. I don't really care. So what's the point? And so then I'm not, you know, so much of Night City feels just, you know, unrealized. Yeah. And and I think that that was my biggest thing was like I like I was legitimately interested in the main story arc. I was legitimately interested and I felt like some of the side content was really strong, like had some really cool stuff. It was just, I felt so disconnected from Night City and I felt like I was playing it like a linear game where I was just point A to point B. Like I was driving and I just really was disinterested in going in going down this corner and finding this thing and exploring and doing whatever because it also didn't feel like i was going to be rewarded in any sort of meaningful way if because that was also the thing too was like the the guns and the upgrades didn't feel meaningful you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i felt like i upgraded down a path and it was like the only thing that made me want to upgrade more down a path was like oh i can open this door or i can like if I have more points in this thing, I'll be able to lift this thing. But outside of that, it was like, I was just throwing points into whatever, because it was like, I don't care about 3% extra handgun damage. Like it's not, it's not a big deal to me. And so like, that was the thing was like, by the end I was like, I don't care about getting more skill points. I don't care about leveling up. It's not meaningful. The weapons don't really feel meaningful. Um, I can't like, you know, it's, I'm more just kind of interested in what the story, what kind of the main story is doing. And I want to see it through. And so that, that ended up kind of being how it was, was like, ultimately, like given your experience with it, like I kind of went in expecting the worst, had a good time with it. And, but like, ultimately was like, yeah, I would still much rather another Witcher game than another one of these. Um, that being said, like I am, I, I think I will pick up the Phantom Liberty thing with Idris Elba 
um, whenever okay. that comes out. I'm interested okay. to see. Like, I mean, if it's a because that's the thing is if if it were like, hey, we're going to and maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to it. But if they were like, hey, we got a whole nother city for you and it's coming out like that would be less interesting to me. But the yeah. idea of like, OK, it's it is a like they are really crafting like a small story. That sounds kind of interesting. So, um, and I like Idris Elba. So, you know, Who we'll, doesn't um, like Idris Elba? Yeah, I know. I, uh, my daughter really loves Zootopia. So I hear his okay. voice daily, um, as go. chief Boga. From yeah. <laughs> Zootopia. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, um, I think, I think, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's especially at this point, like I didn't run in, I think it crashed on me once. Um, and there weren't like any huge noticeable issues. Um, so that's at least the positive there's that's better. So, yeah, I don't really remember having too many big issues outside of, um, not load time, but, uh, the world loading in as I'm mm-hmm. approaching. Um, sometimes it would take a little bit for everything to catch itself back up, but no, I, I think my biggest issues with cyberpunk wasn't its narrative i thought it had a pretty compelling narrative but its systems night city itself and then the overall i'm trying to think how to like assimilation into the game how it like pulls you in i isn't great i think the first open the first opening bit like the prologue with you and jackie and you do almost this like heist i think is actually so good and it's so compelling and then after that it's like now instead of this kind of focused narrative driven kind of path you've been on now it's go explore night city go do x and and it kind of lost me there because it it went from being one thing that was really good to now all of a sudden like trying to be the thing it's hyped itself up to be and i just don't think it did it very well I think when yeah. I, I'm with you, I want something, I'm, I would rather just have another Witcher, but also when I look at the Witcher compared to Cyberpunk, especially like its skill tree and how it assimilates you into the game, the Witcher 3 has a pretty, I want to say basic, but simple skill tree that yeah. evolves as you go. And we, we talked about this, we talked about this a little bit with Chained Echoes and other games, it's like when you level up, there is a meaningful, tangible reward that you're going to get. Like specifically in The Witcher, like um, any of your spells is like now that spell is significantly better now that you've leveled it up compared yeah. to like a cyberpunk. It's like, yeah, 0.8% more on handguns. Like, what does that even mean to me? Yeah. Um, I think they could have done a lot of things better by just being a little bit more simple with it. Um, but again, I don't think it was necessarily that it was, I thought it was bad. I was just like, I'm just not wanting to pick up what you've put down. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sometimes all it takes. Yeah. 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 What else have you been playing, Corey? Uh, well, I also played uh, Dark Souls 1. Haven't finished it yet. Um, but I'll talk a little bit about kind of having played, having only two i've only finished two souls games and that is demon souls and elden ring so the first mm-hmm. and the most recent yeah. um granted i played demon souls on ps5 so everything here's gonna <laughs> i'm well i'm trying i'm comparing demon souls to dark souls one right yeah and dark souls one 
feels like a step back in what Demon Souls was, and it it feels like an intentional step back for where Demon Souls was a almost like old school like Mario layout of one 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 two through the worlds yep. of like here's how you're gonna progress through like essentially levels. They took a step back and like no, this is a linear leveled world that you're gonna progress through. Um, I've made it to the Undead Parish, so not super far for anyone who's played it. Yeah. Um, really not far at all. I've ran up against the, I guess, Quick Knight. I don't know technically what his name is. Okay. So you go through skeletons, undead people. I go up the stairs. I'm at a crossroads. I go to the left. I kill the spearman. I go down this tunnel. There is this knight with a ovalist shield, but it's like pointing at the top. I don't know his technical yeah. name. Um, okay. who's just I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's just faster than the other knights, and he gets me every time. And that's kind of like the wall I've been up against, and I've kind of set it down since then. I'm like, eh, I don't want to like, I definitely want to enjoy this, so I'm not going to like push to finish, pu- push to beat this right away, considering I was pushing to beat Chained Echoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy it. I'm with you, and like, it is a insane achievement to see how far it's come, especially when I look to Bloodborne and Sekiro um, compared to Dark Souls 1 and Demon Souls of like these are leaps and bounds and um, it's like soaring compared to like what Dark Souls 1 is. Not in a bad way for it. Um, It is a product of its time and like from Soft's intention. Um, And I don't know if I like it. Granted, I don't know if I've if I've ever liked Souls games till Elden Ring slash Demon Souls. I'd give them mm-hmm. many a try, but I do appreciate like what it's brought to the table, knowing what's to come later that I've played. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to keep like pu- like pushing through, looking to finish it. Um, and I know it's gonna be good. I know I'm going yeah. to uh, probably have another meltdown with you at some point about yeah. it, but that'll be okay. That yeah. is to be expected. And plenty uh, of meltdowns by myself. Oh yeah. So look forward <laughs> to our uh, Dark Souls One spoiler cast. Yeah. Um, coming maybe next month. Um, yeah. Also, I so I have a couple of more games. So I'll talk about one, and then we'll bounce back. Uh, to you, because yeah, I know yeah. you uh, have one or two more you want to talk about. But I checked out the Forspoken demo. Uh, oh, yeah. Forspoken released a demo on PlayStation, um, which I am a huge fan of the idea of demos. Um, because like this demo, it lets me know whether I'm going to buy it day one or not. And this one convinced yeah. me not to. Okay. We're going to get into why. Um, <laughs> but seriously, PlayStation. Um, do more, do this more. Demos are a yeah. good thing. Um, because you will get my business, just maybe not right away. Um, but I checked out Forspoken demo. I thought it was kind of just eh, pretty average all around. Um, I do think it is a result of it being this might sound bad now. I think it is a result of it being a demo and you're kind of being thrust in several hours into the game. Freya or Frey Holland. Um, she is the main character. She already has a full host of powers at her disposal. 
It puts you through a pretty quick tutorial of like, here's what, here's how you do things. And then tells you to kind of just, you know, go out and you can do a couple of story beats. Um, and I found it pretty confusing. Um, I'm like, okay, what, what am I doing? How do I do use these powers? How do I switch my powers out? Cause you have different like power wheels that you can float between. Um, you have capes that do things. You have like different sets of nails that you can wear that will also do things. There's a lot of systems in place where I'm like, I'm kind of confused. Like you're, you've explained it to me and sort of, um, your leveling up tree doesn't make a ton of sense to me either. Cause so much of this is already filled out. Um, and so I, I found it pretty confusing. Um, and that kind of, I won't say rub me the wrong way. I'm just like, I, I would just like a little more context with some things. Um, I'm sure there is more if I like dove further in, I'll probably play mm-hmm. two ish hours. Um, I did think it was fun though. I will give it that like the actual core gameplay, the actual running around the world. Cause they've shown that off so much. The parkour X, Y, Z of fray moving about the world is actually very fun to do. And it's, very simple mechanic. Um, and I think they do it really, really well. Um, and that's kind of what's like captured my attention. I'm like, okay, moving around the world is fun. Like the world itself, very beautiful, cool to look at, cool to see. It's fun to explore. There isn't a ton in it. I think that was another knock. I'm like, I think that was probably my biggest knock of like, this feels very empty. Granted, it's uh-huh. a demo. It's a demo. Um, but I'm like, there's not a lot happening here. A lot of the same enemies. Um, that's not a bad thing. Um, but it's just, you know, I noticed it. I'm like, there's not much going on. It's really cool to look at. It's very fun to run around in, but there's not a ton happening um right now. Uh, but being able to kind of bounce around, knock out a couple of fortresses, do some combat, um, mess with different elements that they offer, and different styles of fighting within those elements. Like one, I have a spear I can throw and a sword I can wield of like fire or in this other, other one I have, like I'm using earth magic and I feel like an, an earth bender and from avatar, I'm shooting like yeah. hundreds of little rocks at a time. Um, and so I thought it had a lot of good things going for it. I thought it didn't have a lot of things happening. And I found like the menu system and its UI pretty confusing. So altogether, it was a pretty mixed bag. Um, but again, I thought the combat and the actual movement of the world was enough for me to be like, okay, this is something I would like to see where I'm brought in gradually to it instead of being thrust into it. And I think I could really get into it. I just don't know if it's going to be a day one pickup for me. I've seen yeah. some people, they really liked it and like were very into it. Um, but this definitely for me feels like something where maybe not the most I'm trying it, it's tough to say not the most attention has been put into it because they've been talking about Project uh, Athia or Forspoken for years now. Yeah. Um, they've been hyping it up since end of 2021 because um, it's supposed to come out February of 2022, I think. Then it got bumped to November. Now it's yeah. here in January. Um, I doubt it gets bumped again, but you never know. It comes out next week, so I would hope it doesn't yeah. get bumped again. <laughs> um, you never know, though. You never know, though. But I think altogether, like, I think 
it's probably one of those games that's going to be like a solid, like six and a half out of 10, maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? It could be a, a hit, but this is just my two hour impression with the demo of where I'm like, I can see what you're trying to do. I don't know if it, you hit the mark every time, but you, you do hit the mark a couple of times. Um, so I do appreciate that PlayStation offered the demo. Again, I went to check it out. I'll pick it up probably like in the summer holidays when it's like $30 or half off or whatever. And be like, okay, now's a good time. Or wherever it comes to the PlayStation subscription, which is unlikely because they've done a whole thing of where their big AAA titles won't come to their Game Pass right the first year, I think is uh-huh. what they've said. But um, yeah, again has an interesting concept i just don't know if it's going to deliver um but i do look forward to picking it up yeah very nice very cool i will also at some point probably play it but given the fact that like i haven't been super excited (laughs) even having not played the demo i don't know yeah, that was the Don't thing. Don't know that I, the demo would help me. I I was so excited. I think it's, it just feels like a big letdown for me because I was so excited about it for a long time. And then again, I think I said it in a previous podcast, probably months ago. Like the more they've shown, the less interested I have been, which is yeah. really sad. And then now having gotten to play the demo, I'm like, I, it's just I'm just disappointed. And that might just be my own expectations for it, but I was really looking forward to like a new IP by Square, by Square. Um, and I still am looking forward to it. It's just it, it, it feels like it's tough to say it's a whiff when it hasn't come out yet, but it kind of feels like a whiff yeah. on their end. Yeah. Um, because they do make really good games, but this, this might just be an yeah. okay game. Yeah, and there's there's room in the world for an okay game. There's room in the world for okay. That is a great yeah. mentality. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so other other than than that, I I got an Xbox. Yeah, you did. Uh, Series I'm X. So jealous. Um, yeah. Beyond for jealous. my my birthday was a week ish plus ago. Um. And yeah, I wanted to, because I need no gaps in my gaming lexicon, I wanted a Series S because I specifically wanted Game Pass and I wanted the chance to play things on Game Pass that I couldn't otherwise. So um, I've done a little bit of that. I can't say that like I've played a ton, a ton of, like I've downloaded a bunch of things and I've played a few things, Um, partially because like... um, couple of games have kind of looked, looked to me more than others um uh, the the first game that i kind of dove into and have played a little bit of forza horizon um which i've wanted to play Looks so good i've wanted to play a forza for a long time um i feel like i'm very bad at it in a way that i like eh, i don't feel like i'm okay. great at racing games but like, okay. i feel like i'm like i'm uh disproportionately bad at forza horizon but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of just, you know, it's really pretty. And I, I also like remain because like it, I, I didn't enter my name or anything, but it's one of those games where like, cause some games, I know like fallout four did this and it was a big thing, but like 
they'll they'll basically like voice line program like some of the most popular names yeah and so i think like if your name is in there like they will call you that so they call me christopher like of course they do they like the the narrative part like they'll call it and they didn't even pull it from me entering it they pulled it i guess from like my gamer tag that's funny (laughs) um but they regularly so i mean it's like it's really just like it's immersive stuff it's it's fun it's interesting also like i'm very like despite having a ps5 like i'm very kind of impressed by how quick and snappy it is like specifically some of the quick resume stuff because like i will you know like i was playing a couple of different things and it was like a few days had gone by i had turned off the console multiple times and went back to this other thing and it was like oh quick resume you're right back where you were no load screen no (laughs) game booting no nothing it was just like i hadn't put it in a rest mode i hadn't like whatever like Opened multiple things, did a bunch of stuff, but it was still was just like, boom, you're right back in. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, also, I think like, and it's a small thing, but like for somebody like me who appreciates trophies and stuff, like I do really appreciate, I, I still, I prefer trophies over achievements because I, yeah, because achievements feel very like whenever you're looking at like some arbitrary Oh, it's a it's a thousand or it's thirteen hundred gamer score and you're earning like fifteen points or whatever, like here and there. Like it it feel it's difficult to kind of like parse through. Like I know it can be like an even number and stuff, but I like the percentages. I like the I like just yeah. being able to look at it and be like, okay, forty five percent, seventy percent. And yeah. plus you also get the platinum trophy at the top. Like that's always nice. But one of the things that I have liked about the experience, for one, when achievements pop up, they actually tell you what it's for which is nice. That is nice. <laughs> it'll, it'll tell you the name of it. And then it'll be like, Oh, you got this because you did this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then they also have like a special one whenever you get like mm-hmm. a quote unquote rare achievement, which I think is like anything that's fewer than 10% of people have earned where it's like, it makes a special sound and there's like a jewel thing that pops up and it's like, then it makes you feel special because you're like, Oh, right. Yeah. Wow. I I did something cool. Um, so that's been that's been a thing where I'm like, oh yeah, this is I, I do appreciate this. Like these that is something that I, I if I could take anything from that, I just wish Sony would tell you straight up, like in the notification, like this is what the stream is for. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to it just being like, here's the name of it, and then I have to click through and look for it. Um but yeah, I've I've played a couple of things. I have the intention of playing. So look forward to a number of like Game Pass stuff. I'm looking forward um, to it. I am that I'm kind pumped. of like behind on. And then also in the future, like, you know, Starfield looking at you. Oh yeah. Coming for you. Haven't cared about you yet. Still kind of don't care about you now. But you know what? Soon I enough. can play you. <laughs> yep. For free. <laughs> Sort of yeah, fifteen dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, free sort of. Um, but yeah, the so the the game that has taken me in I'm these so recent excited. days. Please um, tell me all about it. I, I know yeah. exactly what it is, but I'm, <laughs> so, I am, I've been wanting to play this game for forever, and I'm so yeah. jealous you got. So. Um, so I played Pentiment, um, <sighs> which was like, uh, the so I'm taking this from Vultures, like 
review of Pentiment because I feel like it's a decent synopsis. But it is a game that takes place in the fictional German town of Tassing sometime in the early 16th century as the printing press was steadily making its way across Western Europe. Pentiment puts you in the leather shoes of one Andreas Mahler, a late bloomer from a well-to-do family. He has a fulfilling apprenticeship at a nearby abbey wherein he, alongside a few other practitioners of a dying art, spends his days completing manuscripts for wealthy clients. Sounds And then he gets into a murder mystery. Sounds Um, incredible. Yeah, so it takes place in 16th century Bavaria. It is a, it is in all senses an adventure game. Like, it's very, it's very little, like, gameplay gameplay, and it's very, it's a lot of narrative, it's a lot of text. It's not voice acted, um, so you are reading a lot in that sense. Um, and so it is a thing, like, whenever you look at it, you're like, okay, like, it's, it's German history, 16th century, very, like, not even, like, prominent German history, but, like, you know, deep German history. Yeah. Um, why in the world did I, would I care? But, like, it was one of these things where whenever it came out, um... For one, it's made by Obsidian, the same people that have made, you know, stuff like Fallout New Vegas and like are very well known for their RPG storytelling chops. Um, And but also too, like people were just like, no, this is actually like one of the best games of the year. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't like kind of an inciting kind of incident in my own life where I was like, okay, this is this is the time for me to (laughs) to get Xbox because I want to play this. And legitimately, it is a thing where, like, the game is, I mean, 15-ish hours. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's chunky. But it was, like, start to finish, I was engrossed. Like, could not, like, could not spend enough time with it. I loved every bit about the entire game. Like, the art style is beautiful. Like it has this very, it's an illustrated like medieval manuscript yeah. type of thing. So all everything's drawn, like whenever stuff's written out, like there's a, there's a quill scratch and like, there's occasional stuff where like the word bubbles being written in and like, you know, the, whoever's writing it accidentally writes a B instead of a D and then like erases it really quick. And like puts yeah. the D so, I mean like there's stuff like that as you, as your character like perceives people differently, their text will change. So it'll be like, you'll meet somebody and I guess maybe Andreas will have like a perception of them that they're really kind of like well to do whatever. And so they're in like a cursive script and then they learn that they're like a, you know, they're a bread maker or something. And then it's like all of a sudden their text changes to like really simple, you know, and like there's, there's subtle things like that that are really interesting to, to take in. But it's also too, like, it's one of those games that legitimately feels like there's, it was something where I, I wanted very quickly to go back through and make other choices because it was one of those things where you can't like, whether it's in the main story whether it's in the ways that you kind of inform Andreas's background, you can't make all of the choices. Right. You know, you're you're taking the choice from the beginning. It's everything from like, oh, this is some of my backstory. Like, I went to school here and I studied this. Like, those are things that will, you know, maybe help you in certain ways later, or at least kind of give you some different flavor text. 
all the way to like whenever you're trying to solve some of these mysteries, there is never a point in solving the mysteries where anything feels satisfying. Like okay. it's one of these things where it's like you don't get to it and feel like, yes, I got the best version of that. Like it feels like the entire game has this like arc of feeling of like of the realism of those kind of situations where it's like there is no right answer here there is no like best choice there's always going to be something wrong with what you choose all the way into the end like i think the most satisfying moment of it comes very much at the very end of the game whenever all of these threads have kind of like come together and everything's wrapping up and you're understanding what exactly had been going on the entire time okay but it is something where it's like yeah i mean you have to go in with the expectation that it's a narrative game it's an adventure game if you're looking for like a really heavy action game you're not going to enjoy it because that's just not what it is but if you are somebody who's like i'm because because that's the thing too is like the game feels incredibly relevant especially as somebody who's who has a strong like religious background right like yeah. the game the game ultimately like even though it isn't in the forefront there's so much with all these characters where you know they're characters who are up in the abbey who feel like you know this brother he really wants to help the the peasants this brother couldn't give a shit about the peasants this peasant wants to start a revolution this one just wants to get enough food to feed their new child. There's like, there are children and spouses and people being like, who are dying prematurely because of the plague or, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's this real like living and losing and like all of these characters feeling very real and all of their conflicts feeling incredibly real and incredibly like, there are no like nods to, none of it feels like, Oh yeah, this is a game that's made today because none of them are making like slang references or or things like yeah. that. But like all of the conflicts feel very relevant to where it's like you're getting to the end and and you're understanding the motivations of all of these different characters. You're getting why okay, I I don't agree with them, but I understand why they made this decision. All the way across the line and it's it's such like a, it's such a fascinating game and i think there's so much like just really well done stuff across the board and so many just like interesting choices interesting subplots interesting just side characters that in some cases you don't really even you can just kind of completely miss in some cases um that's like you know because because there is an arc to it in a similar way to kind of like a persona yeah. where you in some cases you are having to spend your time you're you legitimately just have like i have this slot of time between lunch and dinner and i have three options available to me and i will not get to choose again so i have to choose now and move on and like and they're like i felt the compulsion where i was like man I really, I really wish I could just like pop back here, try the other stuff just to experience it. Right. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I got to the end of it and I was like, I was like, good Lord. I was like, this, this is like, this is one of my favorite games that I've played 
in a while. But I was like, I was like, I would be if if this had been pre goatee like it would have been top three, easy. Okay. Um, very, I mean, very well. Like, okay, couldn't have unseated Elden Ring, but I think it could have given God of War Ragnarok. You like, could have talked yourself into a it. fight. I, yeah. I think I could have. Yeah, I think I could have put it up at number two in I, in a way. I look forward to the day I have either an Xbox or a Steam Deck or whatever, and I get to play it, and you will then replay it, and we do this two hour long bonus pod on it because I know, I mean, you've praised this game to the high heavens. I, you have only furthered my jealousy and envy, Chris. Um, but I know this is a game that is so far up my alley. That is just like a gargantuan must play. And I look forward to that day. It is very good. And it also like makes me, it makes me happy to have also made the decision to get the Series S because yeah. it's also like, okay, well, Obsidian is now is now a Microsoft company. Oh, yeah. And no, so like it's never with them, a PlayStation ever. Right. And so like I'm excited for the stuff that they continue to do. And I'm glad that I am in the position where I can actually play some of it now. Because if they are going to make more things in this realm, and also too, I mean, just the fact that they because, I mean, this could have been, you know, Obsidian's made, like, sci-fi stuff. They've made yeah. fantasy stuff. They're making fantasy. Like, this could have been just another one of those. But the fact that, like, Microsoft let them and they also just had the wherewithal to go in and be like, no, we're going to tell an adventure game set in Bavaria in the 16th century. Like, I hope that the things they do going forward have that level of just, like creativity to them they're just like yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna try it we're gonna see and you know i'm looking forward to it whatever it is so same it it is a it's a conversation for another day but it is interesting to see all the studios that are being brought in by microsoft and sony and like what some of those teams are being essentially allowed to do um conversation for another day but it's really cool maybe not so cool in some spots but like the fact that a pentiment can be made by obsidian and be as good i haven't played it but be as good as it is from what everyone is saying about it i think is an incredible thing yeah yeah so yeah if you have an xbox and you haven't played it go play it i mean if it sounds good i mean if it if it doesn't sound like something you would like then i mean don't i guess because i would hate to to ruin you on it but you know you have uh, game pass give it a, give it a shot yeah. yeah i mean it's it's if you have game pass it's download it give it a shot yeah. not gonna be spending anything exactly <laughs> might as well yeah um i got two things that i want to cover before we head out of here um, All right. so i also picked up loop hero over the holidays oh yeah, um, yeah. it was like two or three dollars on the nintendo switch store um trying to think how do i so i only gave it one run um that one run okay. lasted me about an hour um which i think is a says a lot of things about the game that i don't that i'm going to talk about but um <laughs> yeah again not again because well you talked about loop hero um yeah last I played year it, um it was, it was on, on my 
top yeah. 10 for 2021. Yeah. So um, without retreading too much old ground, um, I did really enjoy it. The opening of, you know, the world's in darkness. You travel around the world. You're trying to collect resources and you come back to this campfire where there's other survivors and you're trying to like make a better home is the impression that I've gotten. Um, right. It was described to me as an idle game. Um, and I think it's very un idle game um, because you are constantly changing things out constantly. Like, upgrading your hero like with the loot that you find um that way you can survive throughout the loop or loops um i did one big loop that went about an hour i'm like oh geez this isn't like a i can dip in for 15 to 30 minutes this is a i am committed um and i did really enjoy it i think this will be something where i'm like okay i have like an hour to kill Let's see what I can get in with Loop Hero and kind of go from there. Um, but I did find its mechanics like I don't know, not mechanics, it's UI. I don't know if it translated super well to Switch. Sometimes I'm having to hit like a couple of buttons to get things. Sometimes buttons aren't really lining up with what okay. I think should be working. Um, but still. I really enjoy the actual like meat of the game, the actual gameplay, like this resource management slash like loot management uh, game as you're because you don't you essentially just like like have your hero set. You move him on and hope he lives through yeah. the encounters that are set up based on his stats and buffs yeah. that he has. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. It was something where I'm like, OK, no, I this is something that, I can play just over time and really just enjoy it for what it is. Um, so I'm going to do that. Uh, that's Loop Hero for you. Expect to hear more about it in the future. In the future. I need to go back to Loop Hero because I never like technically finished it because I was getting to the point where it was like to win the levels I was on. It was it was going to be like an hour, like an hour long. Yeah round and i, I just i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to something else and we'll come back and i just never actually did but i like loop hero a lot yeah it was really it's really cool it's going to be very cool um yeah. the other game i have picked up and started playing uh, we we i almost jumped at it earlier but i decided not to uh, i picked up yakuza kiwami um yeah. because it is on playstation's subscription uh, right yeah. now, Yakuza Kiwami is the remake. Station Pass. Yeah, it is the remake of Yakuza One or remaster that is on the PlayStation Pass. And having only played Like a Dragon and the masterpiece that Like a Dragon is, mm-hmm. uh, go listen to any of our earlier podcasts to hear me gush about it and Ichiban. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami is. It is. I'm like this. In my brain, because I played like a dragon. <laughs> I, I played like a dragon first. I'm like, this is this is the same thing. There's like the exact yeah. same scenarios happening. The only difference is is Kiryu is an absolute badass. The dragon yeah. of Dojima. I'm like, what a title! Like yeah. you're yeah. gonna lead in with that. Um, who is just like a bamf. Like yeah. everyone, like someone like tries to pick on him. He beats the living crap out of them. Someone else shows up and they're like, what are you doing? This is Kiryu. And they're like, you're, the, you're, you're, it's like, he's, he's like 
uh, he's John Wick walking around is like yeah. the the vibe he has, and I'm just like, oh, sold. And then yeah. where Ichiban is all about overcoming um, your the narrative that's been put around you and the stereotypes that's put around you and overcoming like the wonder of like even growing older and like overcoming the obstacles placed before you. Kiryu is I am the obstacle. Um, it yeah. feels like it, he is just like a man on a mission, a man of purpose, and also just like a man of his own principle throughout. Um, I'm probably uh, I looked it up. Uh, there's 13 chapters to it. I'm on like chapter seven, I think. So I'm like about at the yeah. halfway point. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, I am also playing Yakuza Kwame right now. Um, and I'm at like chapter eight. Okay. So you're, yeah. <laughs> you're right about where I am. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just so good. I do think it's PlayStation two shows a lot in the combat. Yeah. Um, like the combat itself. I'm like, yeah, this, this is, this was a PS two game, but, um, just like the charisma the, that Kiryu has is like just carrying everything. Like I can, absolutely deal with this outdated gameplay if i get to see more of this guy just walking around um japan just being the dragon of dojima um but it, i mean the parallels between him and ichiban are just like through the roof uh, they both go to jail at the beginning for crimes they didn't commit they both get out um they have similar like where Ichiban's hair is wild and crazy coming out. Uh, Kiryu almost has like a shaved head where Ichiban yep. has a red coat or a red suit with a white button down. Kiryu has a white suit with a red button down. Like yep. it, it for me, it's just like they are geniuses. Also, this is just like copy paste, flip it and reverse it um, kind of a thing that they're doing. Yeah. Um, but it's still so cool. I'm loving it. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, okay, arcade cozy season two premiere do we just play the yakuza series this year and then just do like a bunch of spoiler like here's yakuza kawami here's yakuza yakuza kawami 2 here is uh like a dragon ishin here is yakuza zero and just maybe who knows what we'll do but <laughs> but that that's what well, this and, game has me thinking yeah well and and my plan has been to play through like I've wanted to play through all of the Yakuza games before at least like eight comes out, yeah. you know, like, um, which doesn't have a release date, but you know, there's, um, like a dragon Ishin, which is like the, uh, feudal Japan, but with all of the like likenesses of Yakuza characters that comes out next month. And there's also a, like a dragon Gaiden, which is like Kiryu's, uh, 6.5. Yeah. Yakuza experience essentially. Um so, you know, maybe I'll be there at that point. But yeah, it's definitely like it is a kind of like Kiwami feels old in a number of ways, and everything that you see, like whenever you hear people talking about it, it's like, yeah, it's definitely it shows its age in a way that like isn't great in some yeah. <laughs> in some ways. And like, you know, Kiwami 2, I think is regarded as being better yakuza zero which i have played um is like 
most people consider just the crowning jewel of the Yakuza series. Yeah, that's what um, I've heard as well. Which I definitely like. I I think I still prefer. Honestly, like I I think I prefer like the Judgment, like at least the first Judgment over um, Yakuza Zero. Okay, um, but you know I. Because I think Yagami um, in that is very compelling and the whole story and stuff. But yeah, I think like I am very because in Yakuza Zero, I didn't really get a great feel for Kiryu. And I think it was largely because you also play as Majima. Yeah. um, Who, you know, in in Kiwami or Yakuza 1, like he's already a lunatic. Yeah. But in Yakuza Zero, he's not. And so you see his whole like arc. And he is such a, like, dynamic character in a way that Kiryu isn't as much that, like, I felt like I didn't get a good appreciation of who Kiryu is. But now playing Kwame and only seeing Kiryu, I think I have a better kind of grasp of, like, the character that Kiryu is and can appreciate him for that. Um, But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing through the rest of the Yakuza series um, pre-8, hopefully. Same. Like play, playing Kiwami has me sold on like this will this is an undertaking that I will undertake. Um yeah. who knows how long it'll take or like when it's gonna fall in during all the releases this year, but there ever comes a moment where a time where it's just like I got like two weeks till like something's coming. Yeah, it's time for Yakuza three or whatever's next kind of a thing that will be yeah. happening. Um I I, I just think th- between like a dragon and just my time so far with Kwame, they're just such a joy to play. They're just gems. It is absolute like soap opera levels of like storytelling, but that takes itself too seriously and not too serious. It seriously at times they just strike the balance perfectly for it. Uh, I think the characters are so interesting, so fun, so compelling. Um, so in their stereotypes, but also not within i mean it balances everything on its knife edge so well to like if anything was just like slightly wrong it would all fall apart it like if kiryu wasn't as like noble as he is but like but still had this reputation and this respect and everything his whole character would fall apart or like his balance like with the relationships around him and how he never really wavers in his loyalty or his principles. Um, but plenty of others still do like everything is balanced so well. And I think it's like, it's just been a blast to play. Um, and I'm so excited to see what's next and more yeah. of Kiwami see the end of it. Oh, yeah. Cause I have yeah, no idea. I know nothing of the series other than like a dragon where I won't get into spoilers there, but it was just like, what is even happening? Yeah, it is. I mean, like a dragon is very much Yakuza seven in how it ties into the overall narrative. So it can be, you know, I mean, even me, like even having some sort of grasp, um, you know, there's still a lot missing in between. Yeah. (laughs) In between like, two and six so yeah i mean well, i'm sitting here like okay and i well i won't spoil anything for people yeah. who might go and play all these or haven't played it or whatever uh but i'm just like so many things happen yeah 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 
Corey, is that all you got? That's all I got. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm pumped for next week. I'm pumped to talk about most likely Fire Emblem Engage. You might get a little bit of Persona 4 Golden from me mm-hmm. as well. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a good one. Going The reviews for Engage are very, uh, they're, they're pretty good. But just like it's yeah. going to be so different from Three Houses. And I'm excited to see what that's going to look like for me as someone who was brought in at Three Houses and is such a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Corey, uh, is this an episode? This has been a great <clears throat> catch up episode. First one for 2023 for us. Um, man. I love Setting that. the stage yes. for something amazing um but yeah Corey. until next week when we inevitably talk about fire emblem um where can people find you on the internet uh, people can go to the internet and find me over on instagram at hash slinging thrasher or on twitter at stay thrashy um but as always follow our twitter page arcade underscore cozy where can they follow you christopher uh, you can follow me personally at four point pixel on Instagram at Swiss one Joe on Twitter. Um, you can also follow our page on Instagram at arcade cozy or email us things, um, questions or other curious conundrums, uh, to, uh, arcade cozy at gmail.com. Um, intro outro music by Johnny B. Good 89. Yeah, Find him 89. on Instagram. He does stuff. Um, but yeah, stuff. Corey, um, looking forward to it. I hope you have a wonderful week. You too, sir. man. Um, yeah. Oh, this everyone, congratulate what? Chris on his new job. Yeah, I got a new job. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not so hinted. Well, I mean, I can't remember if I actually said it or not, but yeah, uh, my my company laid people off back in the fall. Um, so it's been a couple of months, but uh, have a new job starting on Monday. What up? Whenever this episode comes out, I will have that job and be doing this job. Um, so yeah, boy. Um, but yeah, this has been Arcade Cozy. I'm Sectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Yeah. Peace.